Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King. Uh, happy game day to everybody. You are probably listening to this one on Saturday morning. Uh, Auburn obviously takes on Mercer tonight in their season opener. First time Auburn has opened the season against an FCS opponent since 1999. It'll be under the lights inside Jordan-Hare Stadium at 6 p.m. Central on ESPN+. Plus. This is the first edition of our pregame pod. We're going to be doing that. Um, throughout the season for each of Auburn's opponents, just kind of a quick rundown of what we want to do. Um, you know, we've, we've throughout the off season and, and throughout seasons past, obviously we utilize, um, you know, a great network of reporters here at 24 seven and, and other outlets as well to talk about, you know, Auburn's opponents for the week. And so I figured the best time to do that, the best time for y'all to get that information, um, would be the morning of the game, something for y'all to listen to. Um, if you're unfortunately caught in traffic in Auburn, if you're making the drive to Auburn, um, this morning, or even if you're, you know, at the hotel in Auburn, you know, getting a workout, whatever, whatever it is. Um, this will not be a super extensive podcast. This will be just something quick to run you guys through the other team uh, before you get to the stadium. And then maybe you can start watching the game and you'll say, hey, I know that guy. Bryce Kuhn told me about that Mercer <laughs> running back. Um, and so that that transitions me into bringing on our guest today, Mr. Bryce Kuhn. Um, Bryce covers Georgia Tech for uh, the 24-7 network. He mm-hmm. also works. Now, Now, run me through your role with, with Mercer Athletics because you've got a pretty big role on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, pretty big role. Uh, I am the color analyst for the radio broadcast. And so it works out well when you said, hey, we have an extensive group within our network. And then you get the FCS side. So obviously with me at 24-7 and then obviously covering Mercer. But yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, it's an exciting role. And uh, we had an exciting week zero game uh, and, and ready, ready for the challenge that uh, Saturday sure. night will present. Yeah, and uh, for those who haven't checked it out before, uh, Bryce has a fantastic podcast of his own, uh, The Crowded Booth. That is how uh, me and Bryce got to know each other a couple years ago, been on that show a few times, so y'all be sure to go check it out. All kinds of, just basically college football in general, obviously y'all have a focus on the on the mm-hmm. Southeast there, um, and it's a great show. I've enjoyed being on it, so we appreciate Bryce coming in today. So we will start with that Week Zero game. Um, 
big win over over Moorhead State, um, sixty three to thirteen. I thought something Brian Harson said last night on his on his radio show um, was pretty good. He said, "Look, it's hard to score. Some teams can't score sixty three points on air." Like he, he said, "I don't really care yeah. who who you're playing against. Um, sixty three points is impressive. If you run through the stats, correct me if I'm wrong. They set a handful of offensive program records." in this game. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, certainly, and from listening to, to Drew Kronick and, and some players this week, certainly no lack of confidence for them coming in. Just kind of tell me about, uh, you know, where the successes came from in that first game and, and how they were able to be, I understand again, you know, Moorhead state is, is not an Auburn defense, but at the same time, they were able to be so successful and so efficient to the point where, I mean, they were just chilling in the second half, basically. Yeah, I mean, they kind of took the foot off a gas pedal. We saw a lot of new faces come in that second half. Uh, but I think the confidence really was built uh, kind of going back. I'll start with with last year's game against Alabama. Um, you know, that was a measuring stick for a program that had never won over six games in a season for, you know, their entirety of their very short history uh, as a football program. So I think that the biggest thing was starting with that, going through conference play, having a chance to win the SOCON title, and then coming back, uh, Nathan, they had a lot of um, kind of preseason media hype within the FCS ranks. And uh, Coach Cronick really talked, we talked with him about it. I mean, he just said, he said, we can't pay attention to that. You have to play what your schedule is. And so the Moorhead State game, look, it's an FCS opponent still, so it's the same level, we'll say. But as, as as you know, there's varying different levels to each level of college football. Uh, and it was it was no secret that Mercer was the better team on paper. But I think it does say something about playing those teams uh, and, and maintaining that standard, no matter who you're playing against. I know that's something that a lot of Auburn fans really want to happen on Saturday. It doesn't matter if you're playing LSU, Alabama, or Mercer. You want to play to the Auburn standard. Uh, and that's what Mercer really took care of business uh, on last Saturday. And, you know, I think, you know, in front of a, a great crowd coming off of a uh, fantastic run last year, there's a lot of confidence in the program of, of what they do and doing it well. Um, I'll never forget when I did a similar interview with uh, some Alabama people last year. They talked about, so what is this offense? And, and the best way I can describe what this offense is is it's not your typical triple option offense, but it is much more of the uh, Jamie Chadwell, Coastal Carolina type of look. There's going to be a lot of movement, pre-snap movement, a lot of different things that uh, they're going to try to get you to key in on some eye candy uh, before before the snap. And so, you know, it started with establishing the run big time. I mean, you saw 623, I think, yards. It was 625, uh, 359 on the ground. Uh, and that was spread out amongst, I would say, three or four backs. And so that's been the biggest thing. We saw a lot of different weapons, which, Nathan, I know when there's these FCS, FBS games, um, you like to you like to hone in on, okay, we have to stop that guy. I think what Mercer kind of has, you know, going for him, it's not just one guy. Like it's, they've got a, they've got five, maybe six options they can go to, to where your typical FCS program doesn't really have that. It's going to be your one guy that FBS team wants to, you know, square in on. So, man, the confidence is there anytime. And I like what you said, anytime you put up those points, I don't care if it's peewee football or the NFL, that's impressive. Like you got to give a pat on the back to what they're able to do and execute at that high level. Yeah, and you referenced the Alabama game last year. Something else that has been brought up. It's been brought up by Brian Harson. It's been brought up by multiple players this week saying, look, they went into Tuscaloosa last year and, you know, the the score may not indicate it entirely. It was a, at least your 48 to 14 mm-hmm. game, but the defense for Mercer played pretty solid. You look at the the log for Alabama last season. Uh, Mercer, they 
Alabama had only 424 yards, only 424. They had 424 <laughs> yards of offense in that game. Here are the teams last year that had uh, held Alabama to less than that. Georgia, Auburn, Florida, and LSU. Everyone else on their schedule had yeah. played, had you know, allowed more yardage than uh, than Mercer did. You mentioned Jamie Chadwell. You mentioned that Coastal Carolina system. That makes a lot of sense when you look at Fred Payton, the quarterback for Mercer, obviously a former Coastal Carolina guy. Um, just give us a bit of a of an overview of what he does best, and then at the same time, I've been telling people all week this. You uh, you brought it up. You made a good point there. Um, this will be a decent test for Auburn's secondary, and I think the second and third levels of that defense, relative to the kind of game that'll be, it should be a you know should be a, a nice win for Auburn. They should be able to win comfortably. But I just I can't look at what Ty James did and how effective. I mean, it, let's see. Fred Payton completed eleven passes, and four of them were touchdowns. I just see some yeah. relative frustrations maybe um, for this Auburn secondary just because of how quick they're able to get out the ball. Um, just kind of tell me about that passing game a little bit and, and how a guy like Ty James, who was named the FCS Offensive Player of the Week after after Week Zero, um, how they, they're able to be successful and how they might attack Auburn in this game. Well, and I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it's it's quick hitting. It, it's not a lot of uh, you know five-step drops, your traditional pro style. I think with that Jamie Chadwell-esque offense, uh, kind of this, I don't want to call it this option first uh, kind of passing offense they go with, you know, it's a lot, it's RPO heavy. So it's really going to, in my opinion, going to cause this Auburn secondary to have a lot of discipline. Like you're going to have to have discipline because, like what you talked about, you have some burners. I mean, you have Ty James that can will run past you. Uh, this is a kid that transferred as oh he was a walk on at Georgia. Um, we actually talked with some of the staff when he came down to Mercer, and they said we love the kid. It's just you know you're you're one of the more elite programs in the country. Just it was a playing time thing and, and an opportunity to try to get on the field. Uh, so you have him. You have a guy like Devron Harper. You have a guy. Uh, and any of those backs can, can receive out of the backfield. So I think it's really going to put pressure, and like you said, on the secondary to be disciplined. Uh, there's going to be a lot of pre-snap movement. You're going to have to, you know, keep your eyes in the backfield so you don't get burnt. But also, uh, you know, Ty James, the numbers he put up, that that's not – once again, a lot of guys couldn't do that on, you know, a Little League football team. And he, he really did show out and show why he was one of the more dangerous players, uh, not only in the SOCOM but in FCS play. So, you know – I agree with you. When we have these games, this should be a comfortable win for Auburn. But I think also that this is going to allow Auburn to work on some things before they get into the heart of their schedule because it's not going to be a team that just comes in there offensively and says, you know, we're not going to try to be aggressive. They will be aggressive. Multiple times in the Alabama game, they were aggressive pushing the ball downfield. And I think uh, for a team, when you look at, you know, what Fred Payton can do, the guy can run the football. So it's, it's going to be a, a kind of a multi-threat, dual-threat system they're going to run. But he's gotten more confident with his arm here in kind of year two under Mercer's system. And I think they've gotten really – one thing I was talked about in our post-game show last Saturday was his ability to sell the play action. Like I think as a quarterback, that's one of the biggest things that you can do. And obviously Moorhead State's defense is not what Auburn's is going to be. But there were a lot of times where Moorhead State, it was too late. They were turning their head and they saw Ty James 20 yards down the field wide open because of the job that Fred Payton did selling the run. And, uh, you know, it's just they can attack you a lot of different ways. And I think they have found their guy. And Fred Payton, he had, you know, obviously year one in the system. Um, he's figuring it out at a different level. This year, to me, he looks 10 times more comfortable. Practice this week, we got a chance to talk with him. And he, he just, he said, we just feel comfortable and confident in what we are doing. Like, Obviously, you look at the opponent from week one to week two for them. It's a massive, massive gap in talent. 
But I think there is a sense of confidence and we know what we do and we do it well. And we're going to go out there and try to execute no matter who we're playing and who we're lining up against. And Fred Payton is a guy that I think uh, by season's end, he'll gain some more notoriety and hopefully for Mercer uh, help them, you know, win a SoCon title. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, Ty James, by the way, for anyone who didn't look at the stat line, uh, five catches, a buck 92, three touchdowns, uh, including a including a 90-yarder. Um, so like Bryce mentioned, I mean, that that home run hitting ability um, I mean, it translates. If, you, if you're mm-hmm. a guy who can get out in the open field and, and you can, you know, burn past some defenders, um, and make stuff happen with the ball in your hands. Look, that's what I mean. That's what Auburn's looking for in their receivers. Yeah. They don't really know what they've got right now. You're talking about working things out. You mentioned the defense. That gives us an opportunity here um, to talk about that because this is a this is a very um, unknown Auburn passing game right mm-hmm. now. They're they're working out some. I don't want to say kinks because they're you know it's unknown whether there are any issues at the moment. But it's a brand new starting quarterback. It's a completely new era at quarterback mm-hmm. for for T.J. Finley. You had Bo Nix as the three-year starter the offensive line gathered more question marks in fall camp their their veteran center decided to retire from football after an injury and then this receiving core you've got Shedrick Jackson who's a Hoover guy um he's a fifth-year senior he's your number one after that I I mean in the six-man <laughs> rotation they're really not sure how that's gonna play out um I give that context I guess to say what do you think will be Mercer's kind of identity to go after TJ Finley and maybe try to make life hard because at the end of the day, you, you know, we talked about Alabama last season. Even if this Mercer team had played, you know, Auburn last year, this would be a very different looking offense that has a lot mm-hmm. more comfort. It's got a guy in Bo Nix. You know, the thought is TJ Finley, this will be a nice opportunity for him to go out and build some confidence. But on the flip side, you've got Mercer thinking this is a brand new starting quarterback. Obviously, he's got some experience in the past. Um, you know, Mercer has a couple guys who, who stood out on defense. You talk about a guy like Miles Redding. Um, mm-hmm. Zach Hopkins is a, is a linebacker, right? He's a guy who who can yeah. cover a lot of space. Um, so they've got some dudes. I guess just what are their strengths this season on the defensive side of the ball? And what do you expect from that game plan on Saturday? I would say veteran leadership. They've had a lot of guys that have played a lot of football. Um, Isaac Dowling, All Conference guy, second team um, All American nominee. Uh, Lance Wise back there as a safety. I mean, this is a group that is veteran laden. They've played in big time games like this. Uh, you know, I think the biggest thing we walked out of, and and look, 
there will be a little bit of awe walking to where you're playing at Mercer in front of 12,000 to you know, 87,000 at Jordan Hare. There will be that little bit factor, but I don't think that's going to be a, such a massive impact that the average fan might think because they've played at Alabama. They've uh, played at Alabama twice. You know, they're playing Ole Miss next year. They've played North Carolina. They've played these big games, yeah, and they played feel Auburn more comfortable with years it. Ago. Yeah, and that was a close football game. Very, it's really very close, close football yeah. game. You know, so I think it's a veteran defense. They're very physical, um, and I think the game plan and kind of what we're hear- hearing and. You know, no offense, but I don't think the uh, staff listens to this podcast. I'm not sure, so I don't think I'm I don't think I'm doing anything any any justice by telling potentially what the game plan is. But I think it's make TJ Finley beat you. Like I really do think that that is is the plan, and that's going to be a plan for a lot of teams. Uh, everyone knows what Auburn has in the backfield uh, with their you know Tank Bigsby. I mean, he's he's from you know where I'm just just outside of Columbus and in the Lagrange area. So we know what they have in the backfield. And I think that this is going to be saying if we can just not allow the big run and make Finley beat us on third and long, then you kind of have to tip your cap. Like that's just something that I think that they feel like they could do. Um, but, you know, they really, through the transfer portal, they got longer on the uh, in the secondary. They got a kid from Georgia State who played against Auburn last year uh, down in Auburn, Cam Sims, who had a pick. I mean – you know, it's it's going to go unnoticed to the average FBS fan. He's six foot two, six foot three. Like that's the kind of size that that's the size differential we're talking about from FBS to FCS at the corner position. So they're they're long, they're physical, uh, and the defensive line. I'll say you this: they've got some edge guys. Solomon Zabaru. Uh, they got a guy up the middle, Chris Hill, who's going to be kind of playing a three technique as well on the outside. They've got some guys that can get after it, and they've got a little bit more depth. Um, I don't think it matches up very well with Auburn you know, running the ball. I think Auburn's going to be able to run the ball. But I think the idea is make T.J. Finley beat you through the air. And if he does, then you tip your cap, you enjoy the game, and uh, you take a paycheck home, I guess. That's <laughs> that's what's yeah. what you do. <laughs> yes, I mean, it sounds like from what you're saying, you know, Auburn fans looking for you know something to watch in this game. They've been wanting to see T.J. Finley um, get out there. He's, you know, from everything we've heard, from everything we've seen, I mean, he – Zach Calzada was presumed to be the starter. Finley beat him out somehow as a guy who was pretty successful, um, re- relatively successful in a, it, you know, coming in as a backup at Texas A&M last season. So all indications seems like he'll certainly have that opportunity um, to go out there and do it. Bryce, last one, and then and then we'll let you go. I'm sure our listeners have really appreciated the um, the insight so far. Great insight from you from someone in not only you know just around the FCS and FCS program, but inside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we definitely appreciate that. This is a you know. These types of opponents, I think, for Auburn over the past few seasons, and really from from speaking to you know people on our staff that have been doing this a long time, it's not just recently. The last time they hosted an FCS team to start the season, um, they only beat App State by a touchdown, and App State was not the power they are right now. So yeah. this is something. This is something where you know Auburn fans look at look at Mercer the same way they looked at Georgia State last year, the same way they looked at Jacksonville State a few years ago. The same, I mean Mercer. That you know, Jarrett Stidham set the SEC single game completion percentage record against Mercer. They should have won by a bunch, but they had five turnovers in that game. Mercer was a yeah. one score game late in the fourth quarter. I say that all to say you just never know with Auburn. <laughs> they should go out there and, and win this game comfortably. They obliterated their first two opponents last year um, to open up the season. But I guess just what are generally what are your expectations for for what? No, obviously not a score prediction or anything like that. But your your expectations from what we'll see. Um, on Saturday night, and I guess besides getting after TJ Finley, besides making life hard mm-hmm. for him, what is one other key that you think? Okay, if Mercer does X, if Mercer does this, 
then maybe this one will be a little bit closer than than it's expected to be. Well, one, and you pointed to the last time these two teams faced off was turnovers. If they can win the turnover battle, that's really going to be able to give them a chance to keep it close. Um, and then I'll, I'll also throw another name I mentioned earlier, Devron Harper. He was a uh, first-team all-conference at three different positions. Uh, this is a guy who, punt returner, kick returner, and a wide receiver. He's a guy who had a 93-yard touchdown uh, punt return uh, last uh, last week. And so, you know, you get him and a special teams touchdown, uh, I think that 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 will boost some confidence. I think for overall prediction, uh, it was crazy. I go back to last year's game against Alabama. We forced Alabama to go three and out. And it was like, everyone was like, whoa. Like, it, like it, was, it was crazy. Sacking Bryce Young on like third and seven. And uh, I, I think you're going to see something like that. Because one, Mercer's played a game. And I think the idea that you've actually played against another jersey is huge. Like, like that is big. And so Mercer's going to be a little bit more comfortable than what they do. Uh, Auburn's going to – I feel like there's just going to be some things they need to work out the first couple of drives. And I think you could see that kind of game. Uh, first quarter, maybe it's close. Maybe Mercer is in the lead, you know, by a slim margin. Uh, second quarter, we start to see Auburn flex the muscles, but it's still close. Uh, then third and fourth quarter is when Auburn kind of really sets in and, and, and wins the game going away. Uh, but I think this is a Mercer team that's ready to compete. Uh, they're not necessarily uh, stunned by the the lure of the SEC because they played a lot of these big-time games. And Drew Cronick, the head coach, fantastic guy. Uh, he, he has them ready. Like, I don't think there's an expectation. You know, a lot of these times that they think uh, – fans think, well, this team knows they're going to lose. I mean – they they believe they can walk in there and win. And, you know, we've talked about it. I mean, uh, you know, I've, I've watched SEC football for a long time, and Auburn fans aren't going to love to hear this, but you said it earlier, there's a lot of times Auburn plays down to the level of their opponent, and it really does happen. If they do that for too long, this game could go interesting uh, longer it goes into the game. But I think this is a game where Mercer hangs around for maybe a quarter, a quarter and a half uh, before Auburn is able to kind of break the will of that defense, especially with the run game, and lean on that. But I think you would like to see, and, and you're going to, you pointed to this, you would like to see TJ Finley have to make some throws just so you know, hey, this has been happening in practice, but now the fans get to see he can make that throw on third and eight, third and nine, and that gives them confidence going forward. Yeah, and another factor could be um, how does Mercer prepare for Robbie Ashford? Because all indications are that Auburn's backup quarterback. Um, me personally, I would expect third or fourth drive, if I'm being yeah. honest. This is, this is this is a TJ Finley joint right now. This is this is his <laughs> operation on offense. Um, but Ashford made up enough ground in the preseason and really grabbed hold. Again, also impressive that he was able to beat out Zach Calzada. Um, grabbed hold of that number two spot, and I think the staff kind of wants to pay that off to him in these first couple games and say, you know, look, man, if you can give us a spark, you might get an opportunity. That's something I'm interested in as well because you talked about their their game plan for Finley. Mm-hmm. Ashford is a very different quarterback. Um, reminds you a lot of Bo Nix in the sense that, like, oh, the first read is not there. I'm taking off out of the pocket and doing something <laughs> outside of it. And so, uh, obviously, that was, you know, maddening to Auburn fans at times, but other times it, I mean, it worked. Bo had, a, <laughs> Bo had a bunch of good games in that regard. Um, so, I think the biggest thing for me that I've, you know, realized over the course of this week from talking to coaches and players now obviously talking to you and even people on our boards have been um impressed with their with their mindset for this game um a lot of it has to do with them being able to watch mercer and them already having a game under their belt there's a lot of respect for an fcs team mm-hmm. right now i they i think brian harson has done a good job establishing i mean he's he's not going as far as the nick saban rat poison stuff um but he was a little he was a little frustrated last week when somebody on the radio show asked him about penn state he was like, I've played San Jose State before in the Mountain West. They can beat us. He was like, and did you see what Mercer just did? We cannot walk over these two teams. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, 
hopefully Auburn fans go in with with a good understanding of what this Mercer program has to offer, a program that's, by the way, top 15 in the FCS rankings right now. Like Bryce said, they'll have a good opportunity to compete for some championships um, this season. So anyway, that wraps up our first pregame pod of the season. Thank you so much to Bryce for hopping on today. Again, can't thank you enough for all of your insight and information. Um, tell the fine folks where they can go and find your coverage of Heck, man, there's some Auburn fans that are interested in Georgia Tech. Absolutely. Um, and then your podcast, you on Twitter, um, want to give you an opportunity to, to plug whatever you're doing. Yeah, Twitter is at Bryce underscore Coon. And, man, wouldn't we like to see that rivalry come back, Georgia Tech-Auburn? Please. That's, 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 that's a great one. Uh, but, yeah, no, you can follow. Obviously, if you're already a 24-7 subscriber, then uh, you know where to find us. GoJackets.com. Uh, we got a big game coming up coverage-wise, obviously, on Monday night uh, in Mercedes-Benz against Clemson. So um, that, that'll be a fun one to kind of see – where Jeff Collins is and, and and what's going on with the Georgia Tech program. And that's quite the uh, litmus test at the beginning of the season. And then obviously we're going to be in Auburn. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. Being a Columbus, Georgia native, I'm acquainted with Auburn, but I had to ask Nathan, hey, what route do I not need to take to the game? So I'm glad I got that information out of there. Uh, but yeah, no, also the crowded booth. We're, we're based out of Columbus. We're actually on radio in East Alabama and West Georgia. So we talk a lot of Auburn. Um, we got hammered a little bit because we released an episode late talking about the quarterback situation and Zach Calzada. And then in the span of like two days, it was like, well, now it's TJ Finlay. So that's how, in, in Auburn fans, that's how just murky it has been on the Auburn quarterback situation. But yeah, follow us at the crowded booth at Bryce underscore Coon. And uh, we continue to do it. We'll have to get you back on the show, Nathan, especially uh, as the season goes on and we get more into a routine. Yeah, for sure. That sounds good. Again, uh, if you see, if you see somebody walking around campus, if you see somebody headed to the stadium, some some fine folks with their Mercer polos on, um, <laughs> be sure to say hey and, you know, good luck and, and all that kind of stuff and, and be friendly because one of them might be our friend Bryce Coon and you awesome. might have listened to him on the on the Auburn Undercover podcast. So um, thank you guys so much again for listening. Please leave us a five star review. If you guys enjoyed the show, subscribe. That is the number one thing. If you have, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you've already subscribed, recommend to a friend. That is the number one thing that helps us out. The bumper music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can follow him, as always, on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. And until the reaction episode with me and Jason Caldwell talking about this game, we will catch you guys later. Everybody enjoy the game. We'll talk to you all soon. Baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.